the ongoing support firms consulting partners provide to our clients is easily the greatest point of differentiation when it comes to the technical elements of the training. As I point out to all clients, the reason it is so difficult to get into our program, it is difficult. I mean, if you read the process, it's not something that you just call us up and do a transaction on the internet, you're in the program. It's a difficult process because we select future leaders. And it is so difficult because once you get into the program, you remain a firm's consulting alum for life. You, you always have access to the network of partners. And I think that's what differentiates us. Now, if anyone tries to get hold of me on Skype and so on, you will know that I'm always busy. And the same with the other partners. We're always talking to previous clients, right? We have a policy within firms consulting is that all other things being equal, we will never refuse a client who wants to speak to us. You know, if they want advice on anything, clients ask us to vet their um, admissions essays to business schools. Clients ask us about uh, issues when they're at McKinsey. Clients ask us all manner of things. The point we're trying to make is that once you're a member of Firms Consulting, you're always a member of Firms Consulting. You are a member for life. You can always reach out to myself, or any of the other partners or senior partners, well, you know, your coach, that is, that we assign to you, and ask for advice. And we never say no to that, right? I mean, I'm always uh, talking on my phone. I pretty much spend something like a minimum 12 hours a day on my phone. Sometimes it goes up to 16 hours a day. And there are times where it goes up to even, without an exaggeration, 24 hours a day, whereby I'll be on my phone literally the entire day and I haven't slept the whole night. And candidates who have worked with me a lot would know some evenings, I actually tell them I haven't had any sleep, so I apologize if I'm a bit slow with today's session. But generally speaking, that's the way we operate because we believe that once you're a member of the firm, provided you are a good client and you know you are using the advice we're giving you and you're using it effectively, we will always guide you, right? And I think the guidance is a very important part of the process because we do believe that the process of becoming a future management leader, whether it's being a senior person at McKinsey or going in and serving in a senior role in industry or government or academia is not something that's completed after having spent 12 or whatever sessions with us. The process is an ongoing process of getting exposure to our way of thinking, to getting exposure to our way of developing things. And I'll give you a few anecdotes of the way we operate here, right? Now, a lot of clients finish their training before their interviews. What that means is that clients may, for whatever reason, want to finish their training two months before their interviews, right? So they finish with us two months before their interviews, they're done. Now, if a client comes back and says, Michael, I'm having some trouble, could you explain something to me? We're never going to say, no, your time is over, we're not going to do that, right? We don't do that. It's not. It's against our policy to do that. But what we are going to do is we're going to make sure that you're a client who's benefiting from the additional help. So if you're a client who's benefiting from the additional help, you know, you're a good client, you have a very strong value system, you're definitely someone who's preparing well, you're using the advice we're giving you, we will never say no. And we've never said no to clients in that regard. Recently, we had a client, I mean, not recently, I think two days ago in Belgium, who she had finished a preparation about two months ago. And really, really struggling. And you know, she sent me a long email about the areas where she's struggling, wanting to know if, she had any adv- if I had any advice for her. And I pointed out to her, look, I can type up a long email, but let's just do a case and let's see what's happened in the last two months. So we did a case for about an hour and, you know, she has 
I don't think she's done pretty badly. I think she's getting bad advice from people in Belgium in terms of things they're asking her to focus on. I think she's pretty good. But I think what had happened in her situation was that because she hadn't, she didn't have someone like myself to tell her and confirm how she's really doing. She's listening to rumors. And what had actually happened is that as she's listening to more and more rumors, it was affecting her confidence. The big issue here is that her case performance hadn't dropped, but her performance had dropped. And we sorry, and her confidence had dropped, which is impacting her performance. And the way you see her confidence dropping is the way she speaks. She will say something and she would put a question mark in the end waiting for me to co- to corroborate what she said was right. Her sentences would trail off so that you can see she's not sure of what she's saying, so she's just waiting for you to corroborate it. So that's one example, right? Another example, I mean, Felix was in the consulting offer, recently contacted us. She's going through her consulting interviews. And, you know, if you remember the reason why Felix stopped the program with us is not because she couldn't get an offer. She wanted to practice her German before she applies full time. So she said, Michael, I want to do some training with you. I need to understand something. Do you have some time? I said, no problem. We'll speak to you. So I spent my whole of Saturday. I had a call that day talking to Felix some of the uh, issues around operations, supply chain management, post-merger integration, and what it's like in a real project. You know, I've led a few of those projects, not many, and what operations I've led a few, and what are the problems we face and what are things she needs to consider when she goes for an for interview, right, if she gets an operations case. So that's one example, right? Now, other examples of candidates we have successfully placed, and let's assume we've successfully placed candidates at McKinsey, Bain, and so on. I would say we main... Con- maintain contact with approximately 80% of them. So 80% of the candidates we place into McKinsey, we maintain contact with them. 80% of those we place in sign up for a consulting training program. Now, you don't have to sign up for the consulting training program. It's not necessary. But if you feel you want to distinguish yourself against you know, the, the, the A-list players at McKinsey and BCG, then yes, you would want extra help. But basically, the way that works is that Let's assume we've had a candidate who was placed onto an organizational design project. And he didn't understand how organizational design works. So we had a discussion, I think it was Friday evening, and I spoke him through what he needs to do to set up his organizational design study, how he needs to link in his analysis to the clean teams, the business case teams, to the strategy team, to the implementation team. And the implementation team was from a rival firm what good looks like in an organizational design study, what are the pitfalls he needs to face, and what are the objectives he needs to set for himself every week, two weeks, three weeks, as he leads himself over the 11-week study. We do that quite often for our candidates that we place at MBB. And I encourage that discussion, even candidates who sometimes don't talk to me for about three months, I'll send them a mail saying, hey, you know, you haven't spoken to me in three months, what's happening? Do you need any help with things? Do you want to talk about anything? How are you feeling? You know, three months in, you should have a pretty good feel for how your career is going. Have you received feedback? Is it positive or negative? Are you comfortable with the development areas? Do you know what you need to do to develop? Do you have a mentor? I do that quite often. And I encourage candidates to reach out to me and tell me what is happening because that's really the differentiation of the firm's consulting program. You know, a client is someone we have physically worked with. That's someone who's read a book or read our blog, right? Someone we've actually worked with and placed into a major consulting firm. And we haven't just worked with them over one or two sessions and then, you know, place them in and call them a success story. We don't believe in that. Our version is clients are people that we know deeply, intimately, every part of their life, and we work with them to get the best out of their careers. Now, about seventy, about 36% of firms consulting clients don't place at McKinsey, Bain, or BCG, right? They place at other firms. A lot of them go into banks. 
a lot of them end up at firms like Booz and Deloitte and so on. A lot of them go into government or corporations like you know General Electric and so on. There are essentially two groups who fit into this area. W one group are those who are never going to decide to go after McKinsey again, and we then talk to them about how they can make the best of their careers where they are at the moment. And when I say best, I don't mean it's like a loser's pool. You can have an exceptional career, General Electric or LinkedIn or Facebook or Google, and achieve much greater things that you, than if you went to McKinsey. Our job then is to make sure that they put themselves into those kind of roles at those organizations where they can learn the skills they could have learned at McKinsey. And now, I'm not saying you can always learn the skills you could learn at McKinsey, but I can then guide these clients through how to create their own self-learning process. And for those clients who end up at Deloitte and make a play for McKinsey and so on later, we're happy to talk to them, guide them, make sure they have the right preparation strategy, they're doing the right things at Deloitte so their resumes look good and so on. The point is, once you're a member of Firms Consulting, you are always a member of Firms Consulting. Remember what I said earlier, we have a discrete network of very influential people. We never disclose the names of our clients. We never disclose their identities, but they are always there. So if I want to know what is happening in General Electric's office in New York and the corporate finance team, I have a client that I can call on. If I want to know what's happening for, at Moscow, McKinsey Moscow office with some changes I have, well, in McKinsey Moscow, we have partners we can call on. But the point is, the network is very important for us, and we do invest in that network. And I think through the series of podcasts we've developed here, you have a very, very intimate understanding of how this training program works. And it is more than a training program. It is a way of life. Once you subscribe or want to apply to the firm's consulting program, you are buying into our philosophy. And our philosophy is ethics first, right? And you must understand what we mean when we say by ethics. And if you're not happy to live by our rules on ethics, which is doing the right things, even if it's going to bear you a cost, then you should not apply to our program. Our program is successful, not because of our heavy emphasis on cases. And I do believe the training we provide on cases is exceptional, second to none. You know, when you have people like Kevin Coyne and so on doing the training, it cannot be anything but the best. So we're very grateful for them agreeing to take time out of their businesses and their busy schedules to work with our clients. You know, that says a lot about the quality of the program we have and the fact that they support our commitment to, you know, exceptional values. But beyond that, it's the it's the manner of doing business. And we still have clients. I mean, I was speaking to a client the other day who is currently working for a startup um, in North America, well, trying to work for a startup in North America. And he told me something very interesting. He said one of the reasons he maintains contact with us after he finished his training program is because he likes the way we analyze problems from multiple angles. You know, He likes talking to me and running through ideas he has about his life and his background and decisions he has to make because... He he sees benefit in the in the value system we bring to making decisions, but I think more importantly, the way we can attack a problem from like 15 different angles simultaneously to provide a view of this that he had never considered before. And we feel that you can't expect candidates to learn that in 12 sessions and then know that for the rest of their life. We do expect candidates to maintain contact with us and for lack of a better word, through those ongoing ses sessions have refresher discussion. Now, obviously, timing is an issue here, yeah, right? Our diaries are pretty busy, but if we are available and you need help, we definitely make time to help our candidates. But we look for people that are benefiting from the process and are moving forward with their careers.